Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 232. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast after this. All right, Andy. Got a a lot of stuff to get into, and uh, to kick it off, I'm going to start out with a news story that is actually just over the water from where I uh, I I reside here in Long Beach. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Marine Stadium. That's uh, where you know aquatic things can happen. You can do your your wakeboarding, your water skiing. Uh, it was actually built, I think, in the when the Olympics were here in like the 30s or something. And they used it back then. All this Olympic talk uh, on our podcast lately. Uh, And so it's just been one of those things ever since. And they do rowing contests there. Well, Saturday, just this last weekend, I hear incredibly loud boats going on. It sounded like motorcycles, but you knew it was on the water side uh, from my my condo here. And finally walk over there after... Actually, didn't even walk over there that Saturday. It was just too busy. But that, that night found out, oh... It's the, uh, hold on, let me pull up the title of this exactly. National Speedboat, uh, where the hell is this? Uh, Speedboat Nationals. Uh, I believe presented by Sprint. And I was like, God damn it, like, that's pretty rad. Like, we're going to have to walk over. I found out the finals were the following day, Sunday. So I walked over there in the morning and just kind of watched from our little marina side. We didn't have to go anywhere, really. It's just right there. I saw like kid boats and little kids whizzing around on things that wasn't that cool. And then like medium sized, like almost electric sounding boats. Like, God damn it. Of course, the loud ones don't go off while we're here, um, you know, and then we're gone all all day the rest of that day. Well, that night reading just, you know, news articles. There was a horrific accident, Andy, that we were watching around 930 or 10 o'clock, I think, in the morning. And then we left. We were didn't get home probably till maybe five or so. About one thirty, there was an accident between two boats that kind of collided. They were going about 110 miles an hour. And I guess it's not uncommon for these boats to hit about 150. That's insane. And uh, one of the ju- uh, drivers after his boat started, you know, rolling on the on top of the water was ejected from his boat. And he later died from his injuries. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, that sounds crazy. I didn't know. I didn't know the area is big enough to really. It's have it's speedboats. Pretty big, and the races we saw, I thought it was it would maybe be like a drag race style kind of thing. It's just a straight slip down, you know. Um, but the races we, we saw, and they weren't that fast, mind you, no faster than probably 50, 60 miles an hour. Uh, the ones we saw, they were going around little, you know, inflatable cones on top of the water and doing laps. But my guess was when these 150 mile an hour ones, they're probably just doing drag race style, but maybe they just slow down and, and do the laps as well. I have no idea, but I haven't seen any video of it or anything like that. But uh, name was not released to the public. And as far as I know, he was a th- in his thirties, but good God, how crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I'm, I've never driven one, but I don't know how well that handles. You'd think so. They're really small and powerful. Like I, I pulled up the an article, and they had you know photos of that day of these boats, and they're off the water, and you can see like little fins, like a surfboard, on the bottom of the boat, you know, for a little bit of traction. But they're not like. Don't picture the big speed boats like in Cop and a Half. Picture yeah. like little like river looking boats, uh, like in Florida, those fan boats almost but with actual motors on the, uh, you know, like a regular boat. As far as I, I, I saw in the photos, I could be completely wrong on which boat this person was in, but pretty nuts. Yeah. That's... Had a lot of action here this summer. We had that drug boat, which I think I talked about on here like a month ago. And uh, yeah, been crazy. Yeah. You don't want to hear people dying in competitions. Yeah. All right. Well, moving right along off of our, news story i have unfortunate news for hbo max subscribers i suppose but at the same time it'll probably be fine uh you'll just have to go to netflix to watch this the overlook the shining hotel series 
from J.J. Abrams is not going to be on HBO Max anymore, but most likely, and it's not official, but Netflix. Yeah, that's a shock. I know HBO Max made like a whole deal with J.J. Abrams. Like he's going to make a bunch of stuff for them. But yeah, and maybe this is going to change. I just I saw this article. I don't know. At some point last week, wrote it down and uh, yeah, who knows? I don't know if there's creative differences or money or who knows, but either way, it still sounds like we're going to get that series, which hopefully is really good. Yeah, I think when they first announced it, they're like we they had built that set for uh, Dr. Sleep. They're like, well, why don't we get more use out of it? Right. So I don't know if that's still the case, even if if it's going to move to a different place. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that was well done in that movie, rebuilding the hotel and everything. So, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. OK, well, moving along some more, and I'm sure this is old news by now, but South Park is uh, here to stay after, uh, you know, I think like 24 seasons. They're going to get to, I think, 29 or 30 uh, with this new contract extension of about nine hundred million dollars through 2027. And uh, I believe they're going to make 14 movies for Paramount Plus. Yeah, so I guess they're going to be like the the pandemic special or the vaccine special that they did uh, in the last year where they're like hour length episodes. Basically, they're not really movies. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it's strange because they, they signed a deal with with HBO Max like not that long ago. Uh, I think they got half a billion dollars, half a billion dollars to put all the back catalog on there. So now they're getting paid. They already got paid for the back catalog and now they get new stuff. They're making another close to a billion dollars. It's like, Jesus, like insane. <laughs> so much money. And it's, it's two people. It's that's only splitting it amongst two people. So, yeah. So a mean four fifty figure by the time uncle Sam and your agent gets involved, they're taking home $279 million each. Yeah, it's not even for like the next 10 years. Like I said, it's six years, I think, six six more seasons. Yeah, it's just for 2027. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't heard anything about a new season or anything. I'm, they must be already doing it. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, I guess it's still, it's different than like The Simpsons, which has gone through like 45 cycles of new writers and creative people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the same, it's the same team for all 30 seasons it's going to be yeah uh and and the whole the show is always evolving and it's always about stuff in the news of that time so yet they're still Um, always in what fourth grade or something they've moved over the years but yeah i think they moved from third to fourth but i think that's it yeah Hmm. all right well good for them like i said uh and you have a new movie announcement yeah i just saw this earlier today uh a new movie is announced uh normally I wouldn't uh, make a big deal about just some kind of random action movie. But, is this uh, Cop and a Half 2 or Captain Ron 2? It's called The Plane, and it is about uh, people hijacking a plane. Uh, criminals hijack the plane and then have to go land it. Uh, the pilot has to then land it in a, uh, oh. I guess, an island where they can't be caught. So Gerard, like, Gerard Butler, I'm seeing. With Gerard <laughs> Butler as the pilot. Uh, so sounds like... Uh, if Con Air, if they're successful, mm. and it's got Gerard Butler, so this sounds like the perfect movie for you to watch. Any chance uh, they're gonna get, you know, Nick Cage or uh, Ving Rhames? Well, the or... the other announced person is Mike Coulter, who played uh, Luke Cage for for Netflix. Is so series close Luke to Cage. Nick Cage? Uh, but... Yeah, he was. Uh, I like him a lot, so. I think uh, this could be, you know, the perfect Saturday afternoon movie. So, yeah, we'll see right. where this goes. Well, fun. Um, <laughs> so any date on that at this point or no? Oh, that's just been announced. So we'll see. I mean, maybe those movies get turned around in like six months, but probably not. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, tell us about Chronicle. Uh, there was a report of that. A sequel to Chronicle, the 2012 movie that was the uh, superhero found footage, like low budget movie, uh, that they're going to make a sequel to this. After years later, uh, the producer said Chronicle is by far the the most profitable project he's ever done. So uh, why not make a sequel? Uh, I don't know if you do remember this movie at all. 
Not even close. No. So I actually, I mean, I watched it. Chronicle from 2012. Yeah. So I watched it not that long ago. Um, I think it was on HBO. Uh, And I said it, it didn't hold up as well as it did when it first came out because it's, it's old and it was low budget. And so now being 10 years old, it's like, oh, you can kind of feel its age. Um, but like two of the people in the movie are still uh, making movies today. Is Michael B. Jordan just in everything now? <laughs> well, this was one of the first movies I would say. He was I was going to say, yeah, it's 10 years ago. He's just a little boy here. Yeah. I mean, he's a high school kid in, in the movie. Uh, but yeah, the two people that were actually that are still acting today that I know of uh, Michael B. Jordan and uh, Dane DeHaan. Um, well, they both died <laughs> in the original movie. So, uh, so much the, for being superheroes. No, yeah, there's no bringing them or like, oh, we got star power here. Uh, they can't really make a movie based on that. Um, but I am interested in what the idea for this is. This just a total cash grab. Like the guy said, like, this is the most profitable project I worked on and I want to try to get something else from it. But yeah. I guess there could be interesting ideas from it in that uh, it was a superhero movie, but not really super. It's a superpower movie, less of a superhero movie of uh, these high school kids getting super powers on accident and how they have to try to deal with it. Uh, I, it's still, it, even though on the rewatch you said it wasn't as good, it's still a solid movie. So, uh, I mean, Shazam sounds like it was better. Yeah, but that's also part of like a bigger thing that this was, this was kind of unique in that it was, it wasn't a, it was, wasn't based on anything. Did was, they like fall into a, a polluted uh, pond and outside of a nuclear plant, like Alex Mack or something? No, they wandered. No, she like, got slimed by a truck, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what like, it was. They they wander into like a cave and there's like a giant mystical rock in there and they touch the rock and then that gives them powers. Of course. Uh, but that's, that's not the point of the story is to tell you. Like, it was like, oh, what's the mystery? It's just like, uh, how do these 17 year old kids who have their own high school problems and everything uh, deal with these powers? Uh, and it, it, it's definitely a good story. And since then there's been 4,000 comic book movies that have been made. So there's a lot to, uh, I guess, make a movie about. Yeah. Also, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. Very fun. Well, uh, the next movie has been so, uh, red hot. They had to pull it because it's just too much talking. Of course, about Clifford, the big red dog. Yeah. Big, big disappointment for, for me. This is one of my most anticipated films of the year. Uh, no, I had no idea they were even making a Clifford the Big Red Dog movie, but of course they are because every little bit of IP that exists, they have to try to uh, make as much money from it. Like I, I don't, I've never cared about this character. And I know it's it actually a, a big red dog. It is, uh, yeah, it is a live action movie with you know CGI big red dog in there. Uh, this was supposed to come out next month, but has been pulled from the schedule uh, due to COVID. That this is a studio, I think, is Paramount decided like movies aren't making money. They're just not like, even though things are kind of back to normal and movie theaters are wide open, it's just not going the way we want it to. Uh, so this is a red flag for the, the rest of the schedule. Why uh, is the concerns. dog red? Cause he's big too. Who cares? Yeah. But in the, this movie is about him being a normal sized dog and then he grows big. So they bought him as a puppy and he's red. Did he like jump into a bucket of hot Cheetos or something? It's a kid's story. No, I know. Naturally and red. I loved this story as a kid, but I had a black lab as a kid. Because yeah, that dog there, exists. There aren't red dogs, but that makes it more special. I guess. I don't know how any of this works. I'm just but wondering how did Dr. Seuss come up with that? This was not a Dr. Seuss thing. However, whoever wrote it. <laughs> just probably some guy. His name was probably Jim or something. I don't but know. David what? Allen Greer is in it. All right. And uh, Tony Hale. Okay. He's most uh, famous as uh, Gary Walsh of Veep. I mean, the thing is, these movies are usually pretty good. These like kids movies, like yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. When it is it? Oh, it's gonna go to Paramount Plus, huh? Well, yeah, it's a Paramount movie, so it'll probably go to Paramount Plus at some point, or it will definitely. But I don't even. Well, I don't think they even announced when it will. Well, I already announced when I'm getting Paramount Plus, and that's in October, so I can watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? So that'll be their one shot until the following year for me to watch it. Sure. You okay, well, I'm looking at, this is interesting. I'm looking at the, the director of this movie. Uh, gr- great resume here. So for some reason, uh, Van Wilder, which is like, okay, adult <laughs> comedy. 
then did Wild Hogs and Old Dogs, which are the same movie, I believe. And the same name, basically. Yeah. So one has one is John Travolta uh, as Robin an old Williams. biker, and one is John Travolta as an old biker. Yeah, what what's going on here? Uh yeah. And then Alvin the Chipmunks, the road chip. So that is the the fourth Alvin the Chipmunks movie. Did you know they made four of those movies? I didn't know they made one of them. I never saw one of them. I knew they made one of them at least. Mm-hmm. It was live same thing, live action with the chipmunks or cartoons. A little creepy, but I made four of those fuckers. That's so whoever weird. made the first three is like, I'm not even coming back for this shit. Let's get the guy who did old dogs. Let's get back in here. <laughs> so there better be a cameo of John Travolta in here. I do see Keenan Thompson as the vet. Oh, that'll be wacky. Yeah. Rosie Perez. Okay. A lot of other people I don't recognize. Yeah. And you know, John it's a Cleese, good sign no. when there's a lot of people in here with names, but no photos on their IMDb. You just know that's a promising actor. George Clooney still doesn't have a photo on his IMDb page. How weird is that? I, I'm just kidding. Too many, I'm kidding. Too many to choose from. Yeah. yeah. Well, right, well uh, that's too bad. Yeah, I guess the big news is what does that mean for other other movies? Uh, there was some story that the Venom trailer, which we just talked about last week, no longer has a date at the end of it. Um, Ghostbusters is that still going to come out? But I think studios are getting scared again that even though even though the theaters are open, people aren't going. So I went to the movies this weekend. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. And we'll also cover the box office. Yes, we will. With a little deeper discussion. But yeah. uh, we have one one last story, I believe. Is that so, correct? More than that, Andy. Uh, tell us oh, about White Lotus Season okay. 2. Uh, White Lotus, a show I've been watching and I've been talking about, and I'll talk about more next week after the finale, finale airs. Uh, they announced that there will be a Season 2, which was a surprise because this is a miniseries. It's one story. Uh, but season two will be an entirely different story. That is what they're going to do. Uh, that's just a very, very popular thing to do now is, oh, even if the it's a miniseries, we'll, if it's successful enough, we'll figure out a way to do season two. So I don't know if that's the best idea. I don't know if it's the best idea to announce that right before the finale airs, but uh, I'm sure I'll watch because I have enjoyed season one so far. Hmm. Yeah, I have not <clears throat> tuned into that. Yep, only only six episodes. All right. A couple of uh, trailers to talk about. Tell us about Midnight Mass. Uh, I just saw this new trailer for a Netflix series coming out sooner than I would think. Uh, September 24th. Uh, This is the the next series from Mike Flanagan, who's the the guy behind the haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor, uh, as well as the director of uh, Dr. Sleep and... uh, Gerald's mm. game. So I, I saw, I think something <laughs> of this, but yeah, I didn't think anything, anything of it. Yeah. That's exciting that he's able to turn something around that quick. That usually takes a couple years to do a new project, but uh, he's already got his next next Netflix thing lined up and see they're doing be, it right. September 24th. It'll be out before for spooky season. Yeah. It'll out, be out before Halloween. So you, you got it, got it in the season there. Uh, so that's exciting. That, that guy hasn't let me down yet. I would say, mm-hmm. um, so if he just makes a new, if he makes a new thing for Netflix every fall. I, I think I'm fine with that. Yeah, good for him. Netflix says I'm working hard. All right, I've got one, Andy, and this is actually due out Friday on uh, Netflix, starring John David Washington, uh, The Fugitive Two. No, uh, sorry, what? it's actually called Beckett, uh, but it's basically The Fugitive following a tragic car accident in Greece. Beckett. An American tourist finds himself at the center of a dangerous political conspiracy and on the run for his life. So it looks good. So the fugitive meets born. Yeah. Uh, Fernando Cito Fulminero. I think I did a good job on that. What? <laughs> That's the director. Okay. And uh, and the writer. And uh, yeah, I watched the trailer for, I don't know, the other day. It looks and I like any of these kind of movies where they're, you know, over uh, in other areas. I'm, I'm tired of seeing, you know, people drive through Hollywood and everyone thinking that's what Hollywood looks like when it's actually covered in shit and homeless people. Uh, it's like, well, pretend this for me. What is another country looks like? You know, 
I, that made no sense how I said it, but I think he knew what I meant. <laughs> I was like, when DeVito is playing that game in uh, Always Sunny, and he's like, can questions now I ask? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks good. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll get a, a, a taste of grease in here, you know? Yeah, well, um, I did suspend my Netflix subscription. Oh. So we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe I'll watch this September 24th. Yeah. Because I'll have to uh, re- re-up, renew, whatever. I mean, every I, I've been doing it. Uh, I've done it a couple times where you just like, I don't want to be part of Netflix anymore. And they're like, cool, come back uh, anytime, though. And then they always send an email. They're like, we're sorry. <laughs> like, what can yeah. we do to make this better? It's like, like here's a coupon know. for four cents off. Like, oh, yeah. Yippee. So, yeah, I'm sure I'll come back. I'm sure they've got some other things coming out later this fall. They They want to win an Oscar so bad. Yeah, so I'm sure they had, they paid a lot of money to somebody this year. Yeah. Now I don't think Beckett will be the one, but you probably know, not. Seeing it's released know. in August, but uh, yeah, I should do my research. I'm sure there's something. There. Oh, oh, you know what? That uh, Adam McKay thing. Did you see that that little teaser for that? That's probably their attempt. Which one is that? I cannot remember what it's called, but it's starring Leo and like a bunch of other people. Jonah Hill. Um, uh, give me one second. Is that? Don't look up. That's that's what it is. Yes, he's the producer on. It's Adam McKay's new movie. So Timothy Chalamet, Jennifer Lawrence, so Kate Blanchett, right Meryl Streep, Matthew Perry. Yeah. So I think that's the thing they're they're hoping is going to win an Oscar. But uh, and Tyler Perry, brothers. Yeah, <laughs> I don't Got know about Kit that. Kid Cudi, he's out of the rehab. Right. Yeah. From like seven years ago. Story of two low-level astronomers who must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Those movies are always fun. Yeah, so that's probably is Deep that impact, coming out this year or is it sudden impact? That is due out. Doesn't say. Just says this year, and it's in post production. All right. Well, that's probably what they wanted. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Fear Street Part One is going to be it, nominated. Uh, but Part Two, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But they always have like at least one, you know, like a Scorsese thing or something. So, yeah. Well, fun. All right. Well, we're going to get into box office numbers. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head to thecliplessleash.com to pick up the dog leash that you didn't know you needed. And uh, for a limited time, we don't know how long this is going to carry on, guys. If you plug in promo code. Tony. That is T-O-N-Y at checkout. They're going to give you 65% off the greatest dog leash you've ever seen. They have different, I almost said uh, color flavors. I, I mean colors. Um, and you're going to find one that you like, and it works with your dog, dog's current collar or harness. So head to thecliplessleash.com, plug in promo code TONY for 65% off the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy. Uh, did I say I'm tired today? Jeez Louise. Um, okay. Box office suicide squad coming in hot. Number one at $26.2 million. Uh, had you not mentioned this last week, I wouldn't know what the, I would think this is a new one. Then we got jungle cruise 15.8. Then old 4.1. You're seeing a pretty big drop here. Am I, am I right? Black widow 3.9. Look at that money for, uh, that lady. And then Stillwater, 2.8, and The Green Knight, 2.6. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, not only was there a big drop-off, but $26 million for... Well, to be fair, new... you don't have to see that movie in theaters. You can watch it at home for free. Yeah, so that's that's there's a couple things there. But, yeah, that is a uh, big disappointment for them. They said they expected $40 million. Uh, but it seems like nothing has done all that well, and it seems to be getting worse. Well, that, look, it, it uh, Fireplace out, Part Two. What'd that make? Like that made like sixty in its first weekend. Now and, that I legitimately watched for free on a free trial of Paramount. Yeah, but it, it seems like it's getting worse for these um, these box office movies. But think about it this um, way: Who is going to go to the theaters to see a movie twice? The people that already saw this are the only people that are like, eh. Sure. But like the diehard people, I'm not going to, I didn't see the first one and I'm not going to see the second first one. I don't like, 
Is it though? It's just this guy made a different cut of it. No, no, no. This is a new movie. Oh, why is it called Suicide Squad? And that already it's called the, the first... Suicide Squad. What's and the first a... one called? Just Suicide Squad. Well, that's dumb. Yeah, that's. But I don't. I don't think there's that many people confused by it. I was confused, <laughs> okay. genuinely. Maybe that's part of the problem. I uh, thought you were saying this. The guys like they made a shitty movie. They didn't make my movie, and they're like, "Well, let you make yeah. it." Yeah. No, no, no. He he was saying that because the new one was coming out, and that's why he was like. You got inter- asked uh, about it. I thought this was no. a remake of the first movie because the first no, movie sucked. Be, that would be incredible if they got that much money. I, that much money yeah, that. that's what I was saying. Like, how many people went to see that? I didn't know it was a sequel. No, this was this was a big movie for them. They they really wanted this to do well. Uh, but there's the, the dual problems there for any of these Warner movies is that they're also on HBO Max, and like I'm already paying for HBO Max. I would not. Go see this in the theaters, even even though that's probably a better experience in the theaters. Uh, it's like I had it for free. Like, why would I? Why would I spend the extra money? Um, but it doesn't seem like they care. They know they know that ahead of time that they're they're making their money off of uh, subscriptions. But it was still a disappointment. It's still below their expectations. But yeah, I'm looking at overall the trend. It seems like a Quiet Place Two was kind of the the best, and since then. It's gone down like Jungle Cruise opened way lower. And now uh, this one, well, we'll have to we'll have to see how it goes. But it seems like there's bigger problems than just COVID at this point that they're I think people may have moved on. You know, they're like, I didn't go to the theater that often. I don't think I need it. Yeah, I mean, I so the first movie I saw back from in theaters back from COVID was old or no, no, no. No, nobody. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And it was terrific. And then I saw a movie this Saturday, which was not The Suicide Squad, and I'll be reviewing a movie uh, after this segment. Yeah. Uh, there was, I don't know, 10, 15 people in there besides us for this movie. Something like that, probably. Like, it wasn't ridiculous. I paid seven bucks for a soda. That was annoying. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just looking... The original Suicide Squad movie uh, that made two hundred actually made a ton of money uh, because no one knew it sucked until they saw it, right? Yeah, that was part of it. And also, it had Will Smith, who always makes money. Now he's not uh, but, in this next one. But just yes, that's correct. I, I I watched the movie and I will talk about it. So okay. Um. Yeah, like twenty six million is in, would be embarrassing for a a big movie. Like I'm I'm pretty sure Birds of Prey. I think that made like fifty million in its opening. So it's like movies like cannot survive. Hot if, Rod make twenty six million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it might have. <laughs> uh, if you think like the Star Wars and the Avengers, that stuff makes two hundred million dollars in their opening week weekend. Uh, movies like this cannot survive if this is the new reality of the box office, and that that is what concerns me. If is if people aren't going to go, we're not going to get big budget movies like this. This movie was already made before COVID was even a thing. This movie was made in 2019. They had no idea what was coming. Um, so we still well, got a lot of those, but like eventually you can't continue to make big budget movies anymore if they're not going to make tons of money. So looking through this and I'm trying to find it, I'm pretty sure I saw yeah, here it is. It's really dumb to me and the reason I won't see it, there's a shark in here, and that's Sylvester Stallone. Yes, it but is. he has feet. <laughs> what are it's we not doing? Technically, a shark. It's a shark creature. Okay, well, it's still dumb. Yeah, have you you've seen most comic book stuff? It's mostly dumb. People have dumb powers. His power is he can eat license plates. Oh, I could do more than that. Oh boy. I don't know. Just I, it's, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk it's about too it. much that I don't need. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. We'll see. I'm in the mission uh, but anyways, right now, those are plenty. The, the the point is, they need to make way more than this. Like, if this movie came out in normal times and only pulled in a hundred million for the weekend, it would be a failure. The fact that it couldn't even get a quarter of that. Um, it just did a quarter of it, Andy. Okay. I, am I feel like you're giving the audience a talking to. I am. <laughs> you to well, get your act no, together. I mean, <laughs> go to the movies. Pe- people can make their own you're decisions. Ruining it for everyone. People can make their own decisions as consumers, and I hope they haven't given up on the movie theater because it's not just about the movie theater experience. We're just not going to get 
the budgets for these movies anymore if people don't go see them. So we're just going to get Netflix originals. I think we'll still get some that we're going to get less because this movie will recuperate. It'll just take a year. Well, and maybe they'll get increased HBO Max subscriptions, which, which is what they really want. But once they start, when you start seeing the movies that are made directly for HBO Max that are like still comic book stuff, they're going to be lower budget. Yeah, they spend you're like gonna notice, you know, 40 grand on it versus, you yeah. know, 30 billion. Yeah. Maybe John Cena didn't, uh, you know, promote it enough in Asia. That is a concern. Yeah. Should have done more. So don't just blame the moviegoers in California, <laughs> Andy. Yeah, I don't know all the all the, the worldwide box office on that yet. But. No one does. So according to here, and who knows how accurate it is, worldwide so far is seventy one million. Yeah, on not an not amazing. Estimated budget of hundred and eighty five million. So Yeah, a lot of money. They're on their way, you know. They got their work cut out for them. Oof. All right, uh, any more box office talk for you? No, that is it. All right, well, let's get into what we've been watching. How many do you have, Andy? I have about four, four and a half. Uh, I've got a lot, oh but we'll see how it goes. What's a lot? Eight? Uh, eight, yeah. Oh, my god! But they're not all going to get talked about individually. You know? All right, you want to do two? Uh, let me do four. Okay. Wow. All look right. at that. Cutting it in half. So, so quickly, um, a new show on FX called Reservation Dogs. This came out yesterday, uh, co-created by Taika Waititi, who's like the, the biggest name in entertainment right now. A spoof on Reservoir Dogs. Um, yeah, it is definitely a take. Uh, that's the name is inspired by Reservoir Dogs. There's even uh, a poster of Reservoir Dogs, and there's a scene where they all wear <laughs> black suits. Uh, but it is about uh, like high school kids in a reservation in Oklahoma. Uh, living their living their lives and you know getting up to no good and it's uh, it seems to be a, a comedy slash drama it's 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 not like silly uh, it's kind of serious but it's still a comedy and good good start for two episodes I'm gonna check it out see how it goes but all right uh, I'm, I'm always excited TV. to watch a new FX comedy because they're usually pretty good yeah and this all is right. definitely a different premise. Not a whole lot of uh, yeah, things set on a reservation. Represented. You know? Exactly. All right. What's your next one? Uh, I was at my parents for the weekend. They were they went on vacation, so I was there watching the dogs, and uh, they happen to have Disney Plus, and I don't. So I went ahead and uh, watched a number of things on Disney Plus, including Heavy the, Gar- the Guardians of the Galaxy films, uh, oh. because. The Suicide Squad is written and directed by James Gunn, who did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So mm-hmm. if you remember that whole thing where he got fired from Disney because he had made uh, inappropriate tweets yeah, it was from like decades ago. Well. Yeah, and it was it was long in the past. But then they uh, brought so, him back, right? So Disney fired him and Warner Brothers was like, we don't give a shit. Come to us. Come make a movie. Come make a DC movie then. We'll give you tons of money. Let you do whatever the fuck you want because uh, we don't give a shit. And he went and made The Suicide Squad. And like pretty soon after that decision, Disney's like, well, shit, this was a bad idea. And they also rehired him to make Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is coming out a couple years from now. So, okay, I was going to say that's not out now, is it? No, no, that's I don't that's not even started yet. But okay, good. uh, Anyway, so I wanted to watch those two movies before I watched the Suicide Squad. So I can kind of get a little bit of a comparison there. Uh, And yeah, those movies are still a whole lot of fun, probably. Uh, some of the best that Marvel has to offer and that they're, they're different goes to show you how vital a soundtrack can be to a movie. Spend the money on a soundtrack or spend the money on an original score. Yeah. And the Marvel movies don't have the most iconic scores, you know? Well, those like, do because of his little eight track well, players. About, yeah. I'm talking about composed music, but yeah, that yeah, does. I, I'm talking, you know, and it, I mean, it's it's not easy to do. It's like trying to make a viral video. I feel like making, you know, the Jurassic Park song or uh, Star Wars, like those ones that I whistle to myself yeah. without paying attention to it on the regular. I can play Jurassic Park on the piano. It's incredible. But yeah, those movies are still still really fun, entertaining and different than a lot of the rest of that stuff there on uh, that Marvel's made. Uh, I'd watched a couple Disney movies like animated movies that i hadn't seen including uh their newest uh, raya and the last dragon 
Uh, I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's an adventure movie. The whole world gets cursed and there's, you know, evil spirits out there and a girl has to collect all the pieces from around the world and put it together and she can lift the curse and, and it's a lot of fun. And, you know, the animation just keeps getting better and better and better every year. Yeah. It's like insane. It's like, wow, this is a beautiful looking movie. Uh, so that's that's already on Disney Plus. That's enjoyable. Uh, then I also watched one from uh, 2014, I think it was, Big Hero 6. I'd never seen this one with like uh, kids that build robots and then there's a bad guy and they have to team up and fight the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, also a whole lot of fun. Uh, you know, they just make... Disney still makes good shit. I think that one actually won the Academy Award. It's got TJ Miller in there. Remember when he was like the hottest thing in the world? Yeah. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> so that's that was funny. Um, so also enjoyable. And, you know, Disney has quite the catalog. Like, I don't think Disney Plus is my favorite streaming service. The original's kind of lacking. But then it's like, I think I like everything that they ever made. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on there watching Nat Geo stuff, but I kind of burned myself out on that. Yeah. I just watched too much, like all of the stuff I wanted to watch, I think. And then I have one more Disney Plus thing. So I actually am going to cover five already. Oh, wow. Uh, Behind the Attraction. Have you seen this on Disney I've Plus? I've been wanting to watch that, and I might actually get to it today, especially yeah. with, you know, theme park uh, Magic Keys coming back. We'll be going to the park uh, before we know it, so... So this came out a few weeks ago. It's uh, produced by The Rock. So it was definitely made to try to like pump up the Jungle Cruise movie. Uh, But they're documentaries, mini documentaries, uh, five episodes on different rides at Disneyland. Uh, I watched the Jungle Cruise episode as well as the Star Tours episode. And uh, the documentaries are fine. They remind me a lot of the movies that made us documentaries where it's like, yeah, there's well, a narrator and they make jokes. And, and I'm I'm looking for it now. There's another thing on Disney about the ride. So we saw that and it was just like, what? This just seems like they're kind of doubling up on the same thing. I, well, there I was that remember. uh the Imagineering one. That was yeah, a, yeah, it was that. Yeah. So it's different than this that. is a different thing. This is new. This okay. is like two weeks old. Yeah, I've seen it and I have yeah. it on my list. Uh, but we were looking at that and we're like, this just looks like it's what we already watched. Yeah. So it's a lot like the the movies that made us documentary. And when mm. I looked it up, made by the same people. So okay. <laughs> Disney's like, hey, we like that shit. We, they're, they're easy, digestible documentaries. Uh, go make them for us. Uh, so, you know, yeah. very interesting. I love that. To see like, oh, how much like George Lucas was involved in Star Tours. And like, they always plan to have uh, multiple stories like they do now but if you remember the original star tours was the same thing for the first 20 something years of that ride yeah um and now it's you know 50 something combinations or something but yeah changes um, all the time yeah and then jungle cruise was way different because jungle cruise was an original ride they they broke ground they said they broke ground on jungle cruise before they broke ground on the park itself because they had to like dig the entire trench and everything so uh some interesting stuff so I'm sure you would enjoy it. Yeah, I have. The, I've had it on my list. It's just been something I kind of. I haven't been spending a lot of time on that app. So. Yeah, I think some of the other episodes, like Space Mountain, I think. Uh, yeah. Remember. All right, well, I'm gonna check that out for sure. And the Haunted Mansion one will be fun. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah. All right, should I go? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I watched one of the greatest movies of all time, which recently arrived at HBO Max, The Shawshank Redemption. I don't think I've actually seen this entire movie all the way through at one point or another. There's been plenty of times where it's like on TNT or wherever it would be. And I watched like 10 or 15 minutes here and there kind of a thing. But I actually sat down and watched the whole thing over, I guess, two evenings. I never watch a movie all the way through uh, in one sitting. And it's phenomenal. It's terrific. Um, I mean, Morgan Freeman, come on. Before he has all those like freckles on his face or whatever. uh, It's terrific. It's crazy. Yeah, that's where the that's really where the voice of God comes from. I know that was a reference to the Bruce Almighty, but like his mm-hmm. his uh, narration to the movie is so iconic. Yeah, um, the Frank Darabont it, movie. You joke, but I do think it is the highest rated movie of all time on IMDb. At least it was at one point. IMDb has it at a meta score of eighty, well, no, but only twenty the, critics. IMDb like user ratings. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how to look at that. Yeah, I think at one point it was. 
Um, but yeah, I made I made sure to watch it at some point. Nine point three yeah. out of ten. Yeah, it's pretty high. Hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's terrific. Um, you'd be dumb not to watch this. I get it if you have like one, you're one of those people that can't pay attention to anything. Like this isn't for you, but a lot of life probably won't be. Uh, but if you can sit down and like, if you can read a book, you should probably watch this and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I think this is this is not that challenging of a movie. I think this is forever. No, but it is old, and so there's there's a old. I mean, it's from ninety four. But there's a, a swift drop between a movie that comes out today where there's, you know, bass and robot music in there to keep the young kids engaged versus something like this where there's not much music in it. And you actually have to kind of listen and, you know, pay attention. You can't be on your phone while you're watching this movie. I mean, yeah, you can, but you're not going to get the same, you know, out of it as if you actually paid attention. Yeah, that's really a problem for all of us. Not for me. You know, I think we should probably switch to watching movies on our phone so that we can't look at our phone while watching movies. I do it. Uh, <laughs> it's a phenomenal experience with the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Yeah. With my AirPod Pros. Atmos headphones. It's wonderful, actually, Andy. Yeah. On a plane. Oh, I, I'm flying in actually two weeks from tomorrow. I'll be on a plane uh, and I'm going to build up a, a nice uh, playlist of films to to take in. All right. Um, should I? How many do you have left? Three. And I'll, my main one's gonna be the Suicide Squad. So go ahead. Go ahead. I watched Mission Impossible two and three. Okay. When's the last time you watched one? So I rewatched one, but I'm not including that on here. Okay, I had okay. seen that one as a kid, but I don't think I had ever seen a single one after that. Um. So I watched two, which was from 2000. And then I watched three, which is from 2006. They don't make these all that often. Um, and what's startling is the next one is 2011 and then 2015. Yeah, now they make them more often. And 2018. Um, but it's fun. The second one is about a, a pretty deadly virus, Chimera, uh, which is, is fun. And uh, they're great. They're, they're entertaining. It is very entertaining to watch little Tom Cruise you know, the whole thing is like, well, guys, I have to be the greatest person who's ever existed on this planet. I can do everything. I'm good at everything. I know how to ride a motorcycle. So get me on one doggone it. And I love to run, but I can do a barrel roll and shoot a guy in the head while I'm upside down uh, in mid roll. So let's do that, too. Uh, yeah, it's a you can't take these things seriously, obviously, but they're not on the level of, you know, fast and furious by any means. I don't think other than the face pull off to another face. Uh, they're fun. They're entertaining. They're stupid. They have great casts. Uh, Simon Pegg comes in there and, you know, he's obviously in there now. Um, and there's new ones. They're fun. I I'm enjoying them. They go all over the world. I like that. I feel like you're traveling while you can't move. So I've never seen any of these. It's probably the biggest hole in like all movie franchises for me that just I never watched them. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm too deep. I can't watch them now. Yeah, but, uh, but they're it, all on FX. Oh, they are. OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, so or Paramount. I know I watched the first one on Paramount. Yeah, I know that's like it, the new one's going to be on Paramount Plus like 40 days after it comes out. In theaters, yeah. Whenever it does that, that was a big deal. Um, but I do know about the franchise and you are. um you just forgot one thing that's really important because I've actually seen some clips of this. What's uh, that? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, so he's in the in third the one, I think it is, and it's terrific. They do a scene where he has to put on his face, uh, Tom Cruise, and become him. Yeah, and it's just fun. So I've seen clips of that movie with him, and like I have no context for it. I'm like, oh man, that guy's amazing. R. They R. have uh, Anthony Hopkins in the second one, also. Okay, that's weird but i think it was him right uh, i don't I see him on the i didn't see credits it. but i'm uncredited pretty, cameo he's in a couple of scenes i'm pretty sure he is yeah i don't know i've watched so much stuff but i'm almost positive he's he's in that one uh so yeah i mean they're great and yeah i, I didn't i did not expect that whatsoever so uh you'll enjoy that if you haven't seen it it wouldn't surprise me if we're not you know that unusual in the world for not seeing these movies. Um, I don't know. There's, yeah, I, I not, prefer well, not Star Wars, still, but, but uh, they're fun. Uh, also watching like a movie from 2000, that's supposed to be like high, you know, technology. 
and it's like the dumbest shit ever that they're using and like you know obviously they just didn't follow the you know advancing of technology because how can you predict where the phones are going to go and all that kind of crap but yeah they're entertaining most of them are on FX movies which you watch through Hulu I assume yes yeah okay so that leaves two for me all right well let me let me take two right here do it Uh, I guess technically three but I watched Assault on Precinct 13 Mm, Uh, I watched I I watched both of them the original from 1976 and the remake from 2005 Um, I love John Carpenter but I'd never seen this this movie he made the original from 1976 one of his first movies it is ultra low budget not that much happens but uh, you know it's the film he made right before he made Halloween which is an all-time classic one of my favorites of all time Uh, and you could see where he was going where it's like all right they didn't have much budget but they still did some really nice things he of course made the music for it just like well okay who else i'm not gonna pay someone to make the music and you know his synth scores are you know iconic uh so i don't know if this is really like a movie worth watching to everyone but for me as a fan of like the next eight movies carpenter made and i was like i should watch this uh, but then I also was like, I should watch that. Uh, they made one with Ethan Hawke and Lawrence Fishburne. And that's kind of a more traditional action movie. Uh, it's not that similar. Basically, they borrow the same premise that it's a police station that's uh, about to shut down. So there's not many people there and it gets attacked. But mm-hmm. uh, for very different reasons. So in the original, it was in the 70s where crime was a big problem. Like everything was terrible in America. If you watch movies from the late 70s. Uh, but just like basically bad guys just in gangs just did violence randomly. And it could be pretty brutal in, in that movie. Whereas like, okay. And in the, the new one, it has to be some like conspiracy for why they're doing this and everything. So uh, I, I, I enjoyed the original more because it was, you could see like how they stretch the budget and it's, and it's short uh, while the, the remake is kind of just a, middle of the road action movie not bad but forgettable mm-hmm. which is yeah too bad i don't remember that movie too well but i know i've seen it yeah i mean i love ethan hawk hopefully he got a, a nice little bit of money there I'm i sure mean that was that was pretty soon after training day so i'm sure yeah. ethan hawk as a cop like was a big deal yeah uh and then then the next thing i watched i'll be quick about this too as well uh you know how i look at the what's leaving on hbo Oh, yeah. To decide a movie. Uh, well, there's a movie that I'd never watched that I'd wanted to see before. That I haven't seen before, but I've always wanted to watch. Uh, Blue Valentine uh, from 2010 with Ryan Gosling and Michelle uh-huh. Williams. I don't know if I've seen uh, that. So I'd seen this director's uh, movie after this called The Place Beyond the Pines, and I, I loved that movie. Um, so very, very similar. Just a smaller town uh, with Ryan Gosling, and it's... Uh, He's not a great guy, and it's a relationship movie, and it just it goes back and forth between um, their them as a couple, as well into the relationship, and then also like flashbacks to when they first met, and it's just it's really well done. Like not a big movie by any means, I'm sure very low budget, but just like you know, it's a good drama, like a well made character drama. So, mm-hmm. but that's leaving. I believe I think it was leaving this week. So, good job, Andy. You always yep. do that, but very good. Yeah. So, I can I can recommend it. Okay, but also tough to watch. It's 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 real. You know, it's not a it is not a, a happy story by any means. Hmm. All right, should I do one? Yes, I watched. Now, HBO Max on here uh, as well, and on my app, at least, it said from 2021, so I was disappointed when I looked it up on IMDb. It's from 2017. Hangman, starring Joe Anderson of uh, Across the Universe fame, briefly. Uh, Carl Urban, which they made it sound like it was a big deal. I've never heard of this guy. I'm looking him up. I, oh, yeah, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, Doom, and Star Trek, all things I've never seen. The Boys. Yeah, and the boys, I see about that Billy on Butcher. here too. Yeah, uh, he kind of has like a Brendan Fraser look to him, uh, in the right angle. But I'm, I'm bearing the lead here of Al Pacino. Uh, this is a bad uh, cop detective murder show or movie, and uh, 
yeah, it, it's it's nothing too spectacular by any means. Uh, gets a 31 on Metascore here. Uh, it's about homicide detectives brings his partner out of retirement to help catch a serial killer whose crimes are based on the children's game Hangman. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not good. It's not insomnia by any means. Um, yeah, that's what it sounds like. But that was but, made like 15 years earlier. Yeah, it's I don't know if that's what you're looking for. It's watchable. But yeah, it's 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 fairly bad. Detective it's on movies, HBO Max. You know. so there you go. Yeah, who's, who's bringing Al Pacino out of retirement for anything? Whoa, it's funny. I'm not talking about him as an actor. I'm saying he's too old to be productive at real people jobs. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yep. All right. Well, let's get your review of the Suicide Squad out. Yeah. So this actually was one of my my most anticipated movies of the year back when they announced uh, James Gunn's going to make a DC movie and they said you could make whatever you want. He chose the Suicide Squad, which was strange because that earlier one was so hated. This was, of course, the, the Jared Leto joker movie and it had will smith who and it should be like a rated r movie yet it's like no we don't let movies be rated r so it was pg-13 and just just a big miss of a movie uh but since then the harley quinn character went on to a, her own spin-off movie which i'd loved um and they basically didn't bring back anyone else from that movie so uh they definitely wrote the script with will smith in mind uh, and he said no and so they just replaced him with Idris Elba, who's playing a different character, but is basically also an assassin who has a daughter. It, they just didn't have to change the script at all. They're just like, mm-hmm. all right, we'll just do a new, different character who's also easy this peasy. guy. Um, and Idris Elba is great. We all love Idris Elba, right? I'm sure yeah. you, you know, that's not a big drop off. Will Smith's still a bigger name. And I'm sure Will Smith could have nailed this role if given, but he's not interested in that at this point, I don't think. Yeah. Um, this was definitely a, a rated R movie. They let him make his own movie. It's very, very violent. Uh, less funny than I thought it would be, but still plenty of jokes. Uh, yeah, the shark, King Shark, incredible. He's just a shark man who can barely control his own uh, instinct and wants to eat people, including his own teammates. So, Whoa. Yeah. And if you didn't know, the premise of Suicide Squad is just they're bad guys who... Uh, they put a bomb in their head and say, go complete this mission and we'll knock years off your sentence. If you try to desert, we'll blow you up. Um, it's very similar to Mission Impossible 3 starring <laughs> the late, great Philip Seymour. Of course. Uh, but yeah, so this is a, it's a team movie. It's a bunch of crazy characters. There's a guy who shoots polka dots. So it's just a bunch of like really, really silly stuff. Uh, John Cena is like a, a misguided assassin who's believes he's a good guy but he'll kill anyone to get justice and it's just kind of like a parody of himself and uh i don't think it's as good as the gardens of the galaxy movies but it's still really really good and if you have hbo max it's it's worth watching i mean it's not worth watching if you're 12 years old because it's way too violent i would say uh, it is not a kid's movie at all but it's a whole lot of fun it is my only problem is that there's some tonal inconsistency where it it kind of takes itself seriously it's kind of a serious war movie but also jokey and has you know a guy who shoots polka dots and uh, a shark man and stuff like that so it's like kind of kind of inconsistent at times but a whole lot of fun john cena this is this is the role john cena needs to play like just basically a joke of a of a badass where he's he's so much better in uh daddy's home too he's so much better as a comedy character than like a serious badass it's like obviously he's he's massive and i'm sure he could beat everyone up in the entire world but he's funny so this this movie was perfect for him and they are going to continue on with his character with an hbo max series due out next year so okay pretty excited about that but yeah this is definitely worth watching this is not a five-star movie but it is a very good movie that you can watch if you already have an HBO Max subscription and you don't need to know anything about the first movie. It is a, it's the same premise, but uh, and there's a couple returning characters, but you don't really need to know that. So I like that about that. But the problem was you didn't know that it was 
a new movie and you didn't know it wasn't a direct sequel where everything mattered. Um, so that's kind of a problem on their end. They could have done a better job. Yeah. Just put a two next to the title, you know? I don't think that they didn't want to say it's two because then people would be like, well, I didn't even like the first one. That sucked. They wanted, but like, yeah, I guess they were kind of screwed either way. Call it something new then. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the Adventures of Idris Elba and John Cena. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be more likely to see that. Yeah. And also, a dumb shark is the role that Stallone was born to play as well. So, great, yeah. great, great casting there. All right. Well, maybe one day I'll, I'll I'll watch 10 minutes of it or something. Yeah. It's also technically done super well. That's the thing I was talking about, the budgets, is that this movie costs a lot of money. I saw some of the behind the scenes stuff they're doing with like cameras. Like the whole thing was shot with these robot arms moving the cameras and everything. So it oh, gets to like such intricate shots. Like the movie opens with it's a shot through a reflection and it like pulls out and like turns around. It's like this is not stuff humans could do. It's like this has got to be super expensive. Uh, and you it's saw tricky. almost almost two hundred million dollar budget. So uh <laughs> if it's only if it's only making thirty million, uh we're not gonna get that shit next time. Yeah. We're going to get someone filmed on an iPhone and Soderbergh's going to be like, I told you. Yeah. yeah. He was right all along. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready for my last movie? Yes. Which this I is what saw you saw in the theater. In theaters, all I right. saw Matt Damon's Still Water. Okay. Now, this, of course, follows the aftermath of the band who exploded onto the scene from 1998's almost, or 2001's Almost Famous. So a direct uh, sequel, so you do have to watch that before? Yeah, you're going to miss out a lot. Okay. Um, weird to replace Billy Crudup with uh, Matt Damon, but, y- you know, y- y- it may- it works. I'm kidding, Andy. Uh, this is, I guess, Stillwater's in Oklahoma. Um, so this is kind of loosely based on, was it Natalie Holloway? Amanda Knox. Amanda Knox. I know, they're uh, both famous people. I know. Who's Who's Natalie Holloway? She was a different person that was in Europe or something, right? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Sometimes I just kind of close my eyes and yell a name and hope I'm right. Uh, Well, yeah, so I guess her story was she was accused of like murdering her roommate or something. I think she did time and got out or something. Uh, And this story is kind of similar to that. So it's mostly based with following Matt Damon around and he's in Oklahoma and he's poor and he works hard and he loves his family and he prays. And uh, then he gets on a plane and he goes and visits uh, Abigail Breslin, who is in jail and has been in jail for, I think, like four years or five years at this point. So it's not, you know, like live as it's happening. She's accused of murder. It's she was accused of murder and found guilty and is in this you know kid's detention in France. And uh, he goes to visit her and she has a letter with new information that she'd like him to produce to the uh, you know, her lawyer from, you know, the case. And I don't want to give too much of the details away, but he, uh, you know, has to help, uh, without saying too much again. And it was pretty good. He does a a good job of being, you know, a, a dad and he doesn't, he's not, you know, Liam Neeson and he's not Jason Bourne in this movie. Uh, it's not packed with action. There is action, but it's, it's, few and far between for the most part. So don't expect to be something like taken 15. Um, but it is entertaining. I enjoyed it. Um, it has some moments where you laugh just cause he's from Oklahoma and they do weird things out there. Sometimes I think, uh, their accent also just is humorous. And then, uh, they poke fun of Americans and, uh, a little bit cause they're, it's France. And they're like, do you own guns? Really? It's like, yeah, I have two. Are you serious? Bar? And they freak out. Um, it's fine. Uh, you probably won't like the daughter. Um, and yeah, okay. I'll just kind of leave it at, <laughs> at that. Um, again, I'm, I'm trying to keep, you know, the mystery of it all. Yeah. Uh, un, uh, uninterrupted, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if it'll be streaming soon anywhere, but, um, typically they're easy to find and, you know, three weeks or something. So go with what you feel if you don't want to go to the theater, but it was a good one. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get to that at some point. I don't think it's uh, a must-go-to-the-theater type of movie. No, we were bored, wanted to go see a movie. I'm sure they knew that ahead of time. They weren't expecting this to make tons of money. 
Also, I know it's kind of been overshadowed by that whole like Matt Damon story. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where he like <laughs> his daughter said he says the f word. Yeah. Not. And I was yeah. like, come on, like what? Even if that was like a good story to tell, like you're trying to promote a movie, it's like just no. Just what are you thinking, Matt Damon? Poor guy. Um, he's uncancelable. I don't think people are yeah, trying to do that. So he's fine. How do you like them apples? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Anything else to uh, add on this jam-packed episode? No, we did. We did cross the hour mark. So yeah, we right. did. It's a full so one. I think you got to pay for it or something. How does that work? Yes. Uh, and share with a friend. That's, yeah. that's key. Uh, but yeah, I th- think that'll conclude our episode 232 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road suicide squad, Andy. Thank you. We'll see you later.